Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode. In today's episode I'm joined by Ryan Hartley, my good friend Ryan, as we sit down and talk about heart-centered leadership. This is a topic I'm really passionate about as I start to embrace and embody it more. So with all that said guys, let's hop on over into today's episode. Enjoy. Welcome to Raising Consciousness with me, Lou Burrows, where raising human consciousness happens. On this show, I'm joined by guests to cover a range of topics and have conversations that will raise human consciousness for current and future generations. Now, let's dive into today's show. All right, hi everyone, and uh, yeah, today I'm joined by my good friend, Ryan Hartley, um, and we're going to be talking about heart-centered leadership and actually bringing more awareness and more consciousness uh, to this, uh, which is pretty much all that this show uh, is about uh, raising consciousness, right, to things that we may not have heard before uh, so we can basically become better. So I know, I know you're all about that. You're, <laughs> you're all you're, about that, yeah. <laughs> you got your top one. So Ryan, um, yeah, thank you so much for joining, joining me. It's been a long time, probably two years since we've <laughs> seen each other. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for thanks, man. Good to have this. you. Good to have you here as well. Yeah, yes, yeah, my, my pleasure. So, uh, for those who don't know who you are, um, mm-hmm. in like I don't know, sentence or two, just like explain um, who you are, what you do, and then yeah, we'll dive into the topic today, which is all about that heart-centered thank you, style of uh, leadership. Thank you. I'm Ryan Hartley from the southwest of England. I run a company called Always Better Than Yesterday, and the simplest way I can put it is that I help. People connect with their heart set. I help people bring their heart work into the world. And ultimately, I believe that when we connect with our heart set and we bring our heart work in the world, we'll leave a heart print where those around us are left a little bit better mm. than they were yesterday. I love that. <laughs> I remember this this one kind of conversation we were having um, and it was about like, we were talking about like mindset yeah, and, yeah, you know, and everything. Yeah. And, and then you mentioned like heart set. And before, like I've never heard of that ultimately you know because especially in the personal development space there's a lot of around mindset you Mm -hmm. know um how did you like become the type of leader where actually you've you've i mean i'm sure you mindset is still part of it Mm -hmm. where now you're leading more with your heart and kind of discover that for yourself like i'm interested how like you came into that I, i was a psychology student i've been a curious human being i've always been fascinated around mindset Went to university, did psychology, joined the police to, to understand why naughty people do naughty things. And I was an analyst. Everything was intellectual. It was mindset. And, um, you know, that's very on topic, on trend. You know, Carol Dweck's book, Mindset. Mm, yeah. So I, when I started to become a coach, I was a mindset coach. And But part of that coaching offer was around helping people find their purpose, mm. their values, their gifts, their skills. And... I just come to this realization that it was deeper than thinking. Mm. It was deeper than thinking. I, I had a, a lady on my podcast called Dr. Deborah Rosman. She's the CEO of the HeartMath Institute. And she says that, you know, we don't say, I love you with all of my mind. Yeah. And um, I've always been fascinated with this idea of do what you love, do more mm. of what you love. And it just, I just knew it was deeper than the mindset. And I was in Wagamama's mm. and um, I came across this phrase, kokoro, which is a Japanese word for heart, mind and soul. And I think separating them that just just had this little moment in my brain was they are separate. Mm. They have different purposes. They have different functions. So the more I've learned about our heart, 
I've realized the power of our heart, the, like I said about the HeartMath Institute and the research that they've done to really reveal um, the power of the electromagnetic frequencies mm. that our heart put out is, is 10 times stronger than that of our mind. And so I've explored what does it mean to really, you know, I've got a heart in the middle of my logo. What does it mean to lead with love? What does mm. it mean to become love and, and to do more of what we love? So that's, that's where it comes from me is that we can achieve great things in the world with our mindset, but unless it's tethered to our heart set, we, it may never be enough. Mm. It may never be fulfilling. Um, we can achieve great things, but it, we leave ourselves prone to that kind of penguins of Madagascar moment where we look around and we've, we've got the house, we've got the wife, got the kids, got the car, but we're not doing meaningful work. And we look around and well, this sucks. Mm. And I feel trapped by the world that I've created because it wasn't as an expression of my heart. I love that. And I love how you um, pick up on these uh, moments like films and stuff. I see like all over your Instagram and yeah. that, you know, and, and, it, and it might be because like you have kids and so you're watching these yeah. films with like a different eye, maybe, you know, um, I've actually watched a couple of films where I've kind of done the same and like attach meaning yeah. to, to that and like bring it into our own work. I, I love how, how storytelling. Yeah, it's great storytelling. And, um, you know, I think that that's a great way for, for people like mm. you and I who are trying to share a message uh, is to try and do that simply. Try and do that simply. And I think Disney are probably one of the best yeah. at simplifying a, a concept. Uh, yeah, so mindset is more of the traditional path, I, I would say, like within our space. Kind of, we kind of touched on that more. Why do you feel like that is, and how can we, for the purpose of the show, bring more awareness and more consciousness to the the heart set approach? Yeah. Well, the world. When we understand that the world is built to attack our lack, the built mm. the world that we live in is is capital. It's commercial. It is. Hey, come and get our products because in absence of them, you lack in some mm. way. Um, once we realise that. Once we realize that the world has gone intellect crazy to learn more, to do, to do more. I think Sadhguru says it best in terms of the, the ancient yogis. They used to know that the world was be, do, have. So come to the world being who we were made to be. Do things in line with um, who we were made to be, the gifts and the skills and talents that we've been provided. And then we will have whatever was meant for us. Yeah? yeah. We have a world that says you need to do more and that you need to have more in order to be more. Mm, right. So the mind can achieve great things. The mind, when used rightly, and let's, let's understand the purpose of the mind. The mind's at its best when it can learn, mm. think critically, problem solve, mm. plan, um, be, make conscious choices but the intellect itself is not consciousness. It is a part of it, mm. in my humble opinion. Yeah. It is part of it. But so much of mindset is um, you know, subconscious. Mm. Yeah. Subconscious, yeah. the way that we think is, is, is pre-programmed or, or we're running off of things that no longer serve us. So consciousness is, is part of mindset, but it's greater than that. And I think, yeah, the world's intellect drunk. I think the world prizes intellect and thinking above all things, which is why we have an epidemic of, of mental health, mm. um, because you know we are so far connected from our, our heart sets. Absolutely. So, so with that in mind, what does consciousness mean to you? 
consciousness for me, and, and I'll give my opinion before I draw upon on some other research, is that we we are the only species on this planet that could die without realizing our potential. Mm. Now that's a thought that kind of comes to me and I, and I ponder those thoughts and I think <laughs> some people might think I'm crazy, but for me, that will either sound like a burden to someone or for me, that is a great responsibility. And consciousness is, is understanding that there's a great responsibility because Consciousness is the difference between our chimp response, which is the mm. animal kingdom. Something happens, we respond in, an, in a subconscious yeah. way without thought, without consideration, without feeling. And our conscious response is our choice. Mm. And the gap between our chimp response and our chosen response for me is self-leadership, which is why I think your story or your narrative around consciousness uh, really goes hand in hand with my desire to bring a more human heart-centered leadership to the world. Like I completely agree with that. I think for me, there's like the different levels of consciousness as well. So I feel like on, we have like our own level of consciousness, consciousness. So as you said, the, uh, our choices and actually bring more awareness to, okay, why am I res like respond? Well, am I responding? Why am I just reacting mm -hmm. to things, you know, and, and kind of bringing more awareness to that. But then I feel like, and I've kind of been going on my own spiritual journey here, here Ryan. Mm -hmm. So like the, like the collective consciousness, like all of us mm -hmm. here on this planet, you know? And so yeah. I feel like there's those different levels of conscious consciousness. I don't know if, if like your thoughts on that or. Yeah. I mean, I mean, when you're a mindset coach, you first become aware of consciousness through your thoughts. You become mm -hmm. aware of your thoughts. You become aware of how to distance yourself from those thoughts, how to be present, how to be in the mm -hmm. now. When you get next level consciousness, you start like <laughs> for me, I was driving along the motorway and this, I think it was a blackbird just flew across. And I had this moment where time slowed down. I zoomed into this little blackbird and I could imagine his heart beating. I could imagine his little rib cage. And I was like, I feel at one with this blackbird. And I had this emotional experience. And I was like, what is happening? And I guess there's next levels of consciousness that where you start to realize that we're all connected. Yeah. We are, we are all dependent on nature and, and we, what is in within us was once at the center of the universe. Like my friend has a company called of dust and stars. And when we realize that we're made up of cosmic stardust, we breathe in hand me down, you know, space dust like that stuff is a whole new level of, of kind of yeah. consciousness. And I think that can be sometimes the the difficult thing for people to kind of grasp and like understand that, you know, like for us, um, well, I know definitely for me, like I'm kind of like on this journey and so mm -hmm. like throughout this journey, I'm becoming more conscious in myself to these kind of concepts yeah. and in like bringing them all together, you know? Um, well, I, yeah. I have a friend called Sean Brown. I think friend yeah, in common, Sean Brown. And him and I used to talk about this stuff three or four years ago. And what he used to say used to blow my mind. But I did not have the spiritual hardware, shall we say, or the software downloaded mm. yet to understand what he was even saying. Mm. So I could engage in a conversation and go, wow, Sean, that's, that's, that is nuts. But something around my own journey has meant that I can now meet him three years later yeah. and go, oh, I get it. Yeah. And it's somewhere along the way, and whether it's that better than yesterday, kind of you know, as we grow in our heart and mind every single day, we start to add the building blocks of understanding. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's life. 
I think life is constantly getting these truths revealed mm. to us through our experience, through our education, through learning what's true, through learning what doesn't seem to be true. Um, and, and, and I think we all end up to a place where we gain this wisdom mm. through our own different ways. And, and, and a couple of years ago, my, my wife and I had some struggles and some challenges and she found faith. And she was like, go read this book, go read the Bible. And I'm like, I'm, not, I'm never going to do that. I'm just not going to, I don't want to be told what to do. But it's funny, isn't it? Because so often there's so many people in the world that come from a, a faith, a religion, a science. And the conversation Sean and I had on my podcast is that we're all at the bottom of the pyramid, looking at it mm-hmm. from different ways. But wisdom is ascending to the top of that pyramid yeah. and, and, and having ultimate truth. And yes, there's a bit of truth in science. Yes, there's a mm-hmm. bit of truth in religious texts. Yes, there's a bit of truth in kind of spiritual practices. And it all points to the same direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and that consciousness reveals that same direction and for me that that's love i think it was a good point you mentioned there with sean is that you know three years ago you couldn't really understand the concepts but now you can like that's a that's like you raising your own consciousness mm. to now mm. understand you know that's kind of what, what partly what we're talking about is like being going on this journey and now you're able to kind of understand these concepts and see them and be aware to them where i think a lot of people um you know, and, and you know, and for me, I understand that they're kind of just busy in life, and yep. so they don't have that time, like that reflect. Like for me, I'm a huge reflector, and so yep. just taking that time to sometimes step back, I think that's really helped me to develop myself and raise my own yep. consciousness. Because otherwise, you're just in the cycle. It what? So, the, so I came to meditation through an app called Headspace. Yeah which is great. So the intellectual world that is really stressed, is really busy, thinks, right, I need some head space. The irony is that meditation creates heart connection, mm-hmm. which then leaves head space. But I, I would just love some of these things to be out there and say, actually, I mean, this is what the Heart Math Institute are doing. When we come into states of heart and mind coherence, which is through that kind of calm breathing parasympathetic nervous system is in in you know is a, is in its kind of core state the heart then says to the mind through its electromagnetic signal we're good we're at peace we're calm we then raise our energetic frequency so david hawkins um his uh, spectrum of, mm-hmm. of energy says you know that when we're in those states of high frequency, love, peace, gratitude, our natural state as human beings to be more loving to ourselves, to be more loving to other people, to be more service oriented, Mm -hmm. to be more kind, um, to be more giving. This is what it means to be a conscious human Mm -hmm. is to live and love and operate from that space. Unfortunately, we have social constructs that put fear and competition our workplaces are full of yeah. um, hierarchy and performance-driven and self-focused. You know, mm. we don't have too many spaces that are unconditional places mm. of love and belonging and, and acceptance. We're too busy trying to prove our worth, which means we're never going to get to an, an energetic frequency where love and kindness and collaboration is what prevails. And if that's not the case, not only that is that our, our minds are never going to be clear and healthy. Our bodies are never going to be uh, fully rid of cortisol and adrenaline. Mm. 
which means that we're not going to reach that optimal state of health, both in our mind and our bodies, um, because our hearts are not catered for. So for me, like when I, I don't know, like learn something new or have these types of conversations with people, the question that comes to my mind straight, straight away is like, hmm, how can we yep. like bring this more to like the masses, you know, to like help as yep. many people like as we can? Because for me, it's just like mind blowing that this isn't, you know, if it's in our school system, if it's, you know, it's just not necessarily being talked about, um, which is, you know, part of the, actually the purpose for, um, me now kind of doing this show in, yeah. in this podcast is to have these types of conversations to bring more consciousness yep. to them you know more awareness to yep. them um i know you do a great job with your consulting with your mastermind groups and, and everything um from a more uh, and maybe that's the way we do it you know like leaders like you and me um serve our communities and mm. you know serve our tribes i'm just wondering if from a not sure the word I'm looking for, but for, for, from a more mm -hmm. higher point, maybe, yep. you know, to, to, to kind of get this out there and to raise yep. that collective consciousness. The, the simplest answer for me is that this is not an intellectual thing. Mm. The, the intellect is the secondary part. The first mm. part is to enable people to have heart experiences that mm. will so often transcend understanding mm. because we can sit here and say, do these things, uh, or like my wife was saying, go read the Bible. Mm. Uh, intellectually, mm, I can or I can't, but I'm still intellectually learning something. But it, it, the most important thing that we can do is, is guide people to their own experiences. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go and have an experience of one of these things. If you implement one of these things, reflect on your own experience. Did it help? Did it not? Um, if it did do more of it, if it didn't try something different yeah. and that, and that's the best thing is hold things lightly. This is never going to be, Hey, go do these things. But Hey, if you tried one of these things, then reflect on your own experience. And then secondly is self-leadership. You know, we have to be the example. Um, and, and then that breeds curiosity in people. Mm. If we can be an example of transformation, and we point our transformation to raising our consciousness, raising our spiritual beliefs or, or, or whatever that might be. Wow, it's worked for Luke. It's worked for Ryan. There must be something in this. What is it? And then what do they do? They go off and have their own experiences again. And I, and I think when we raise our own frequencies, our own energetic um vibration if that's you know yeah. we're talking science right here not woo woo is when we when we raise our level of emotion and align our thoughts and our feelings and our actions to that elevated mm. state so what i'm saying is when we become love yeah when we embody i was thinking love, embody um yeah. before obviously before we, we started recording i was saying about um, a mind valley quest that i done mm -hmm. And it was kind of like these stages and it was um, the final kind of stage was when you embody something. Yeah. And I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah. And this is it. So, you know, when you start to embody that, um, that then does two things. It brings us to the world, the light. When we are in states of love, we emit bio photons, which is light. God is love. God is light is, is what the Bible says. Well, science says when you're in states of love, you emit light. Imagine that. <laughs> so again, we're pointing at something true that says that when we 
come to the world in love. We are the light. So we need to be the light for other people. And then that ripple effect will, will, then, will then continue on. That reminds me of something um, of the self-leadership um, yeah. point around, um, I've uh, been like a massive runner. So I, mm -hmm. I, I used to go running every morning. Now I kind of mix up my routine, but um, and that inspired my brother to come yeah. running. But, and then before he was like, no, I'm not, no, I'm not coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not coming, you know. Um, and then just, just and you know, I, you know, I used to try to get him to come, yeah. you know. But when I was like, actually, now I'm just going to do my own thing almost. Yeah. He was like, oh, Luke, can I come with you? Yeah, yeah, You, you know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? And so it just yeah. reminded me, like, and that's a, a real life kind of experience that I've had with that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's same with Lisa, um, my wife. She, no money in the world could I have paid her to have a cold shower. Mm. Not at all. Not at all. But I keep doing it. I keep being the, the light, being the example. Not not holier than thou, not mighty, but just, okay, cool. Like, I, I'll, I'll keep doing me. And then through my experiences, through seeing up close and personal the the difference that it made to me, mm. just a little bit of curiosity. So one day she'll just turn. And, and our shower makes a bit of a high-pitched noise when it goes cold. And I'm sat there and I can hear it. And I'm like, she's having a cold shower. Mm. And, and she probably won't want to come in and tell me, hey, guess what? You were right. Like, it's not about being right or but it's about her having that experience and, and, and that's all that matters. And, and sometimes putting out shows like this, having conversations as these two guys talking about love and consciousness, maybe that just piques someone's curiosity. Yeah. And that's all that matters. If just one person goes, yeah, I'm going to try something different. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like that's the purpose, you know, of having these types of conversations. So then even if it's that one person yeah. goes, Oh, actually, well, they, in, on Google, like after the show, like after 100%. they listen or after they, yep. they watch, you know, um, because then they start their their own journey. You know, yep. they start their own, having those own ex, their own experiences, yep. and that's what it comes down to. You can't be told these things because they they have to be lived, they have to be experienced. And mm -hmm. you know, for me, you know, Lisa, when she was talking about faith, I, for me, I I made my own decision to get curious because I had a heart experience. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I was in a church and. And um, it was a Father's Day thing. And I hadn't really identified as any you know, believer at this point. But um, you know, I went down the front. It was a Father's Day commission. I thought, oh, my father, yeah, great. I'll, I'll go down the front. And they, they kind of prayed over, over the fathers. And, and the pastor, he said at this time, that's it, women. If you want to put your hands out towards these men, you do that. And my whole body caught fire. Mm -hmm. And my eyes started streaming. And I'd never been able to raise a... And ang I had quite an angst against kind of father figure and that's gone. Mm. And like, so for me, I didn't know intellectually what in the world had just happened, but I knew my heart had been transformed in some way, which is when the intellect then makes sense mm. because I can then go to other things and go, what was all that about? So I can start learning about faith and scripture. I can start learning about, um, consciousness and love and the power of the heart mm. and it can start to shape my understanding of something that completely transcended my ability to know what even happened on the point of kind of um i call it leading from within first yes you, you know um i'm all about that inner work and yeah, yeah. then kind of going out in, in into the world what are some uh, words of wisdom that you have because i feel like um a lot of 
yeah, just like it's quite a lot of responsibility as well, you know. And mm-hmm. I feel like, especially in, in these times and, yep. and di- situations and stuff, a lot of people just don't want to take that responsibility, you yep. know. And for me, like, I, like I understand. I always try and come from that place of understanding because I feel like that's how then we build connection. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, would like would be interested to like uh, hear your thoughts on that and how people can lead from more that from more of that place first. Yeah. Well, the, well, the world's not shaped in that way. So mm-hmm. if you're coming to this from a position of, oh, maybe I haven't or I should have or I could have, like just drop that guilt right now yeah. because that serves no one. That's going to be a barrier for you to try anything. You know, we if only we had schools that mm. had conversations with us to say, what are our innate gifts and skills and talents and how might we enjoy bringing them to the world in the service of other people? But we don't. Mm. So that's, that's the majority of my work with adults mm. is to strip back because over time we learn shoulda, woulda, couldas. We learn what we think we need to do. And sometimes that voice is our parents. Mm. Sometimes that voice is the media. Sometimes that voice is school and academia. And we end up pursuing things because we think that's what we need to do. Mm. We can achieve great things, life. like I said. Intellectually, I want to be a lawyer said what kid like of you know what, at what mm. point does a kid grow up going i know what would be a great job they learn that, that that must be a highly prized job with rank or with status or with mm. power mm. or with money mm. and all those things are external to us so go and get those things but if that's the if that's the desire the job the status the rank the position the hierarchy you can go and get those things but it will never be enough because it's not tethered to your heart set. And then you become stuck because those things become the definition of you. So I've got a little model. So I've got a little model that's inside out circles, right? Mm. And if we come from the outside in, whatever our world looks like becomes the definition of us. I'm a coach. I'm a podcaster. I'm a dad. Um, Or, um, I work for the police mm. or all these things of my own identity in the past. And and, and, and your, your listeners will have many identities yeah. and that'll, that'll be a trap because it's like, well, how can I, how can I, you know, how can I earn less money mm. doing, you know, I don't want to do what I love and earn less money. How's that practical? And too often we get stuck. Whereas the, the inside out version says, right. Okay. Who am I? Mm. What do I care about? What gifts and skills and talents do I have that I want to then serve others? So then the way that we come to the world becomes an expression rather than the definition, mm. which takes courage. And courage being, you know, the root of the word, the French word cur, which is heart. So courage and heart are hand in hand. You, you, to bring your heart to the world will take great courage. All comes back to the heart. Yeah. Well, the heart is the first thing in the fetus that, that is formed. Mm. The heart forms forms first, then the mind. So, you know, the heart, again, there are so many things that are within our society and our culture. Just follow the heart. The heart knows. They're intuitive phrases that link back to um, the secret. And and Mm -hmm. so when we touch on meditation, the overwhelming response to a meditation, we think, is clarity of mind. The reality is it's peace of heart. And that peace of heart means that we are no longer subject to the world 
attacking our lack. Mm. Because when we come from that meditation, we realize that we have all that we need. And that's the ultimate superpower of connecting with your heart set first is that in realizing that you lack nothing, you can come to the world then as an expression and then whatever then comes our way is great. Mm. And that's really difficult in a world that set, sets goals. Yeah. Really difficult in a world that says, hey, go and get more. And it's a paradox. And we have to walk the fine line of coming to the world knowing we lack nothing mm. and striving to be better and, and, and creating a better life. It's, mm. it's a paradox. because But they are both true. We lack nothing. And in that freedom, we get to come and be better for those around us and we will have then what's meant for us. So do you feel that um, the heart set end, you you mentioned it there, like intuition is really the same thing or do you see a difference between? Right. What do I think on that? That's a very good question. Heart set, if I just define heart set, heart set is who we are, what we care for, Mm. what we value, um, our purpose, if we want to use that word, and our purpose is made up of both our pain and our passion. And our intuition is just a deeper knowing. Mm. So I, I think they're separate. I think heart set and intuition. I think I think intuition is a result of connecting with our heart. Mm. So in that space of more heart, less mind, we are able to let stuff just come through and to know we're not hypothetically thinking about the past and the future and, and the present all in one second. Mm. We're just here. We're able to draw on our intuitive sense. And if if no one's really taking the time to connect with intuition, it is, it's a really difficult thing to describe. Yeah. My intuition at, at the moment is just been to act on those people that come to my mind. Right. Every now and again, there's a, there's a, there's a person that will come to mind or there'll be something on my phone, like uh, on our messenger, Facebook mm. messenger, we have those like three or four different mm. faces at the top. I've started to question why those three, I've got 3000 people on my Facebook. Why those three or four people? Mm. And I messaged a friend the other day. I said, hello, my friend, if there's something on your heart and your mind right now, go and do that. Mm. Have a great day. And she messaged me back going, Oh, my like she's just like i just prayed I, I i've got this idea i thought this isn't for me this is too big she's like who am i to have this idea and again you know people out there might go well that's just coincidence <laughs> and it might well have been you might well look at me and go well you said something so vague that anybody can cling on to this but i choose to i choose to follow that intuition mm-hmm. and, and and ultimately it, we can debate it all day long but what matters most is that the encouragement that that person got. And, mm. and and there are many, many examples where I've just gone, I'm just going to follow this. Mm. I'm going to see where it goes. My dog went missing uh, a couple of weeks ago, eight hours. She's little Jack Russell, uh, missing for eight hours, unknown territory, pitch black, cold. And again, just with this heart math understanding, I thought, right, I need to connect with my heart. I need to try and send this signal out as much as I possibly could because I believe in that stuff. Mm. I believe in the power of, of sending out that frequency and the power of prayer and the power of, of just that belief. And, 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 I, and I just, I was so un- uncharacteristic that day. I went off in different places. The crowd were following. I just went off and I was like, oh, I wonder what's this way. I wonder what's this way. And after eight hours, I'm walking down a lane 
um, pitch black, can't see a thing, miles and miles from home, and yet this little dog appears out of a bush. It's like she waited for me to get mm. where it, it, it couldn't write it. I took the kids back to where it happened. You can hear her now in the background. And, and, and there would have been plenty of time for her to have heard me and come to me, but she didn't. She waited till I was exactly in front of her to reveal herself. And, you know, it's just that intuition. It, it, it's, it so often transcends our, our intellect. Almost like with our intellect in the world, we, we want three steps to gaining more intellect. And all I can say is sometimes it's just that little, hey, what about, what if I just try? What if I just say? What if I just ask? And just practicing and, and learning to kind of walk with it, really. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like that curiosity as well. Hundred mm, so, percent. Yeah. Yep. I feel like with with intuition. Um, so I, I've, yeah, like from throughout my own journey, I've like been questioning um, if it's like a, just a thought that comes up, or if, if it's like an intuitive impulse. You know, mm. I don't know if you've had like those kind of experiences or, or things before. You know, because I think. Uh, if people don't necessarily believe in intuition, it could, you know, they could just think like, oh, you know, it's just, it's just a thought, you know, like, yeah. it's like, like, I feel like, I feel like with things like this, because you can't, I don't know, physically see it maybe yeah. or something, you know, it's almost like people don't believe it. Same with maybe hearts that, you yeah, know, because, yeah. because people can't yep. physically see it maybe or, or grasp it, yep. which is probably a, a um, kind of, well, shows insights into their level of consciousness, which is fine because we're all on this journey sure. as we're talking about. But yeah, that, that came to mind for me of like intuition, yeah. thoughts that come to us. You know? Well, the thing I've kind of learned in my own consciousness journey is that no one has ever found a thought in your mm. brain. So all these brain scans, they can't identify a thought, which then makes us ask, where do those thoughts come from? And when you learn more about the pineal gland and the ability to receive those electromagnetic signals and the work of Bruce Lipton, we, we realize that we are almost televisions, right? And our mm. television uh, doesn't have the, uh, I guess, the hardware um, within us, which is why we can't find the thought within our brain because it's not present. Mm. Instead, it receives the signal and then the signal projects to us our understanding of that reality. Mm. And even if I said that to myself two years ago, I'd have gone, what has he just said? And, and it's that, and it's trusting and understanding and connecting with that signal that's coming into us in ways that isn't coming through something maybe we can physically see with our eyes or touch with our hands or our senses. And, it, and it's just learning, you know? And, and for me, because I've, this is where I was going to go with it, because I've come to that awareness that that's at play, Mm. I then have the belief that whatever thoughts come my way, they're not just random. Mm. So I believe thoughts come my way. And this is when it might get a bit dark, but it's a bit like spiritual warfare. Mm. It's either love or fear. You know, there's the good and there's the enemy. There's the light, there's the dark. And I, my job is to discern what are those things at play. And when a thought about a person comes, when a thought about doing something comes, I've learned to ask or be curious about that. Mm. I've learned to take a step back, realize that I don't think these things are random. Why might this be happening? 
And then the consciousness becomes, what do I want to do with that? Mm. Yeah, do something, do nothing. And, you know, sometimes when we push our comfort zones, uh, we'll get negative thoughts. We wouldn't choose to be negative. We wouldn't choose to sabotage our mm. opportunities. And yet these things come. I think that is the enemy at play. I think that is fear at play. Mm. And the fear is like gravity. Its sole purpose is to keep us where we are. Because the, the goodness, God wins when we bring that good, when we bring that mm. love, when we bring that light into the world. God wants us to do that. It's within us. And therefore, it's our responsibility to bring that to the world. Mm. The only way that that doesn't happen is if we believe the fear, believe the lie, believe the distraction that we're not good enough, mm. that we can't do it, which is so often the primary thoughts when we push our comfort zone. Mm. So the great thing I have and that I can help people with is an awareness that when we push our comfort zone, you're going to be subject to spiritual warfare. And the best thing you can do is speak truth to the lies, mm. which is that you have all that you need mm -hmm. and that your gifts and your skills and talents, they become purpose when you use them to serve others in the world who already need what you have to give. So um, based on like our conversation here, and we kind of we spoke about journeys and, you know, we're kind of on all on, on our own journeys. Do you think feel um or what's your thoughts on like do you feel like we all at some point in our lives come to some like level of understanding of this whether that's like we're 90 years old and now we're on our rocking chair and by that time you know it's a little bit too late type of thing and then you know we then at the end of our lives have all these you know wish wishes and regrets and everything or do you feel like um you know like the opposite of like that like that doesn't happen and then we pass on and we have had all the, all this untapped potential and mm -hmm. consciousness that we could have tapped in, into like because you know that's a big thing for me you know is the show everything that, that, that i do is to help people to become a better version of themselves yeah. so then they don't get to that point yeah, yeah, because yeah. when you're 90 years old you know it's a <laughs> bit it's a bit late you, yeah. you, you know what i'm saying so um yeah, what's kind of your thoughts on that? I guess the things that are coming up for me whilst you're speaking was that I heard someone once say that their biggest fear was meeting who they could have been. Mm. Like, and that kind of shook me to the core because I, I do not want to meet a potential version of me that went on and did great things and that I did not have the courage to bring him into the world. Like, that shakes me. But also um, the, the book, The Ten Regrets of the Dying, or I think mm, it's, yeah. uh, there's something in there I wonder... I don't have the list to hand, but I wonder how many of those are probably heart set connected. The courage to have loved, the courage to be brave, the courage to have brought more of the self and be authentic mm. in the world. The work of Gabor Mate says that every human being has two needs. One is attachment and the other one is authenticity. And when um, attachment is compromised, um, or when, one, when they're compromised, we will always uh, choose attachment over mm. authenticity which means that we are more likely to adjust who we are so that we fit in and we belong. So when we've created intellectual mind driven cultures that make us feel like we need to fit in and belong and otherwise our safety is a threat, we have a huge population that's just not authentic. Mm. That's not to say they're inauthentic, 
That's just to say that many people do not have the courage to bring them whole selves to the world. Or consciousness. Consciousness. They don't consciously bring who they were made to be mm. into this world as an expression of who they are, mm. doing work that lights them up and serving others with that work. So will everyone get there? I don't think they will. No. I think it's a tragedy of the human condition. Um, but like in Viktor Frankl's book, it's, it's man's search for meaning. And I think there are many, many people out there that are looking for more meaning to life, mm. a more meaningful existence. And, um, and, it, and it comes from <laughs> less, not more, realizing we have all that we need, that it's all within us. And that might sound crass, but there is power in realizing that you have all that you need that you are the gift to the world because there is something like I am rubbish at DIY. I've come to that conclusion that so often, right? This is how society works. Society will say I am less manly mm, yeah. because I cannot do DIY and the identities and the implications of, and that might make me feel bad. Mm. That might make me feel insignificant. Like I'm not good enough. No, 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 no. I've come to the realization that I absolutely become someone that is unlovable when he does DIY. Mm. That's not an accident. That's just the way I'm built. And I could use my mindset to get better 100%, but that would just make me an average human being. Okay, so on, on that point, yep. I've got an example from my own life, right? So as, a, as you know, and I've shared it um, in this episode, I'm more, I, I love running, right? I'm yep. more of a runner. Yep. I hate the fucking gym. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. I, maybe everyone yep. does, but I, mean, I know friends that are like, yeah, we're going to the gym, yep. you know? Yep. I hate it. But I kind of, there's also this part of me that understands from a health point of view yep. that actually to do some resistance training, to do some health, you know, mm -hmm. it is, is um, good for my health, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's like this balance of like, you know, I, I could run like, you know, I'm, you know, yeah. If I have my running gear right now, I'm, I'm, I'm going, you know, but then there's this other side. I'm going to try and use like my, my mindset, you know, to, okay. Like my mind's telling me, I do not want to do this workout. I'm trying to like overcome that. So I'll be really interested based on what you said to, yeah. to like talk to that. Um, yeah. So, so it's a paradox, right? Mm. So absolutely. Um, we can, we can do, so, so running lights you up running gives you something and that's that's as simple as it needs to be mm -hmm. do more of what gives you energy mm -hmm. do less of what takes it away the other side of the coin is that so often the good feeling is on the other side of doing something difficult so do the thing that's difficult for me gym work at six in the morning breath work cold showers so often we don't want to i don't want to do those things and yet i do them they help but uh, i think I think the trick for anybody listening is not to go, hey, do what Ryan does, do what Luke does, mm. is to go find your own basket of stuff that helps. A friend yeah. of mine, Garland Vance, he's, he, he doesn't talk about morning routines. He talks about um, morning buffets. And I like that concept because what it means is that we can write a list of 10 things that give us energy and they don't need to look the same every single day. I'll do two things one day and I'll do three the next or maybe I'm traveling and I can't do these things, but here's the things yeah. I can do. So, so, so with that, so do you have like a, um, I don't know if, if it's like you have a time period, maybe, maybe before your day starts and so you just kind of flow with what's coming and like, is that how it works? So, so I've come to the conclusion that we can't give what we've not got. Mm -hmm. And rather than learn that through burnout, flip it try and realize how much we can give when we've got a lot. Mm -hmm. So if we give ourselves all that we need, 
And I think the self-love narrative has, has been taken away out of context a little mm. bit. I think it's hedonistic. It's pleasure for pleasure's sake. The purpose of self-love is to give ourselves what we need mm. so that we can be more powerful in our conscious expression mm -hmm. to other people. So I've come to the conclusion that when I give myself in the morning, it gives me energy. Mm -hmm. If I give myself in the evening, it knocks out. So my evening self-love might look like um, Doritos, watching the football, yeah. late nights, because I'm preserving my time because I've had a stressful day. Uh, my personal experience has found that if I give myself in the evening, I'm better for those throughout the rest of the day. Um, whereas I find if I do it in the evening, I'm almost sometimes preserving my energy as a, as a, as a oh, boundaries, shut the world out. It's not, it's not the heart of, of, of leadership. So it's, it's that simple for me. Get clear on the things that light you up, give you energy. And then there'll be some things that you don't want to do and push yourself past that. But I, I do believe like for me in the DIY example, mm. there are things that are just counter to my soul. I don't enjoy them. I don't feel peace. The reason I feel like that isn't for me to judge. It's for me to accept and then go and pay someone who loves that. Mm. If we look at the two sides of the coin, I hate it. Someone loves it. We need each other. Yeah. A conscious yeah. existence in absence of money mm -hmm. would have had a, a, an awareness of what my gift is, what your gift mm. is. And in thousands of years ago, I'd have gone, right. I'll help you with this. You help me with that. Yeah. You get the good feeling from serving me. Mm -hmm. I get the good feeling from serving you. Exchange of value. We both feel worthy. We both feel like we've contributed in some way. Mm -hmm. That's what community is for. Mm -hmm. We need community. Too often, we're being convinced that evolution is, is uh, a competitive process. Mm. Yeah. It's not. Business, too often it's a competitive process. It's not. Great things grow through collaboration and sharing of gifts and skills and talents. So it's a nice thing to do to listen to a podcast and go, I'm going to get clear on my gifts. No, you need to. The world needs you to. The world gave you that gift, not just for you, but for the person who lacks it in some way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that point. It's kind of like that. One of the things I... Um became more aware to myself this this summer when I was doing a lot of the spiritual work and stuff was around like that understanding that there's more than enough mm. for everyone. Mm. You kind of speak about business, they're so often yeah. they're like, oh, we need to take, yeah. take business from yeah. me. Like, oh no, they're taking Gonna business crush from the competition. me. Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh no, Amazon is, you know, yeah. taking, you know, and it's like, if you're operating at that kind of level, like, again, I have this understanding towards yeah. that because like, that's, I guess the culture but it's like, okay, let's re-look at that, you know, let's yeah. reframe that and actually look at it from the level of how many people is there on planet, like 7.8 billion, whatever it is, yeah. you know, and you, yeah. you know, and so there's more than enough. So I believe that the result of that heart set is mm. peace, mm. which is what we're all searching for, because in absence of that, um, you know, it's never enough. Yeah. And, and, I, and I spoke recently about if we don't appreciate what we have, more of that will never be enough. Yeah. And it's funny because like my podcast um, post the third lockdown mm. had a reduction in listeners and I lost, you know, 10 times overnight what my first three months wow. 
And I and I sat there and I was like, oh no, what's going on? No one's listening, or certainly a lot less people were listening. And then I had to remember that how much I loved and appreciated 35 people listening. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's it. And I think it's just that conscious choice always to come back to you've got all that you need. Don't be fooled that you need more. And then coming to the world, you become a much more peaceful, loving human being as a result. Yeah. Hundred percent. So, two final points I want to quickly touch upon. The one um, was kind of the conversation, um, basically for my own selfish needs, um, yeah, yeah, was yeah. around um, when I was talking about kind of the, the mindset stuff. So, so is that for you around? Um, you know, there maybe are some things in, in in our lives that are going to improve our health, and we find those yeah. difficult, and so it's like pushing past those. But things like for you, the DIY don't like it but i'm going to pay somebody else to do that they love it it's an exchange everyone's everyone's happy so it's like looking at your own life and actually identifying those things so i think mindset is best so look let's look at the characteristics of the mind right the mind is at its best when it can learn when it can critically analyze Mm -hmm. when it can problem solve the really useful thing with a mindset is that mindset has the ability to focus. Mm. And therefore, we need to use the mindset to access the heart set. Because, you know, when I said about, so the heart set is the feeling of presence and peace and love and that we lack nothing. And so often we have to use the mind to identify that. Mm. And and the the brain, um, the bit that's responsible for emotion and the bit that's responsible for language are not connected. So we have to use the mindset to try and find the words and the language that reflect something inherently deeper. So when you and I have looked at the work of Simon Sinek and purpose, like you're not done the minute you've identified your heart set, your job with your mindset and your skill set is to go and use that in the world, express it, it, but then reflect. Mm, Is it that? Is it not? Oh, it was about 90% here and, well, this little bit was definitely not, I didn't enjoy that. That's that's probably not it. And it's to do that. So when I said about the penguins of Madagascar moment, that's not going to happen if we're using our mind to find out the best way of bringing our heart to the world, to putting ourselves in leadership positions where we're willing to serve and sacrifice because it means something to us. Um, it's going to be finding the best way of bringing our heart work into the world, which is about how do I intellectually learn the best method of social media, the best method of coaching, the best method of communication, of public speaking. How do I learn how to do that the best I possibly can so that my heart can serve more people? So the mind has an absolute key role in this. So mindset is not everything, but it is a huge enabler. Too often people engage it at the first thing, thinking it is, it leaves them vulnerable to that penguins of Madagascar moment. Yeah, so it's like coming into that understanding of the heart set, like who, yeah. who you are. Yeah. You know, we spoke through that and then using your mindset. When, when I say I, I help develop heart-centered leaders, I don't send people out into the world love drunk. They are just tethered to a source that's going to keep them showing up far purpose, 100%. We talk about will and grit and purpose. It's heart set. Those are characteristics of the heart set. Tethered there, you know your why, Mm. you know why you're doing it, you know who you are, you know who you want to be in the world, and you can express that. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's It's like a base for me, you know, like when you kind of get that 
it's in order but you know you, you like you're clear on on that yeah. um yeah i definitely feel you can but i heard forward, someone so. say that if you do not do get clear on who you are the world will tell you yeah and it's it's that simple if you don't define who you are and who you want to be you'll be shaped by the world mm. Um, one of the final points I wanted to, to touch upon was if we have a listener or somebody out there right now who comes across this podcast and how and be like, Ryan, that's all great, mate, but you know, I've got a car payment and a mortgage, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and kind of this side of it. Um, like, I'm sure you people have asked you, yeah, yeah, there. you know, like talk, talk to those people. Like, how how do we navigate that? So, I the first thing is always that introspective self-awareness, that intimate self-awareness. Who am I? What do mm. I care about? Um, what What are my values? What are my gifts and skills and talents? You know, what are the things that have shaped me for better or for worse? And, and, and who and how do I want to show up in the world? Because once you've got that clarity, you've still not done anything at this point. Mm. You then have a conscious decision to make. Do I want to bring more of this person into the world or do I not? Because it's in that, self-awareness we then create this cognitive dissonance this or oh, this discomfort between who i am now and who i could and want to be and who i was made to be and then you have a choice do something do nothing and for me i made a choice i made a choice uh, i fell in love with coaching i fell in love with helping people be better than yesterday and i wanted to do that more than just uh, at the police mm-hmm. as a bolt-on to my job so I made a choice to start doing that in the evenings. So I would sacrifice my time. I would spend you know, my evenings coaching my wife's uh, unique uh, network marketing downline. Mm-hmm. So I coached about 50 women in a, in a space of about a year. And again, for me, it was, it was that heart set for wanting to help, the mindset of doing being disciplined. So mm-hmm. I was devoted in my heart, disciplined in my mind, and then my skill set got better. Yeah. I built this thing called Always Better Than Yesterday, this community. And even then, after three years, I got to a point where I was still doing that part-time on the side. Mm. And then I got to the point of those awkward conversations. Jonathan Darling, you need to burn the boats, man. You need to burn the boats. And I'm like, Jonathan, I got a house. I got a mortgage. I got two kids. I got a wife. Like, it's not that simple. Ultimately, that's what I did. I, it got... When, when I talk about that, those two needs of attachment and authenticity, well, I, I felt judged at the police. I felt un, like I didn't matter, like my leadership wasn't valued, like everything I was doing on the side. I didn't feel like I could be myself. And I just flipped it. You know, where Gabor says that attachment will trump, well, for me, authenticity trumped. And I, and, and I, I got to a point where it was more important for me to be true to me and to bring my heart to the world than it was to fit in and belong, which is hard because that's all I've ever craved, you know, belonging and acceptance. So somehow my consciousness had flipped my, my Mm. primitive response, which was just to fit in and belong. And in doing so, I became a leader. I became someone through my own authenticity that created that space and place, the greenhouse with which other people can come express and belong be everything that I probably needed to have in my own life. Amazing. Awesome, Ryan. Well, thank you for your time today. Thanks, it's been amazing. Uh, do you have any final thoughts or words of inspiration for our listeners? I'll come back to what I said at the very start. I think if you're on this journey, 
if you're on this consciousness journey, enjoy it. Learn, be curious, um, but but do yourself the justice of exploring what your heart set is. Get clear on what your heart work is, and then bring it into the world. Use your gifts, your skills, your talents to serve those in the world who already need what you have to offer. That is when you will leave a heart print. The police are trained, their detectives are trained um, to look for fingerprints. They are told that every contact will leave a trace. What we need to take from that is that for every interaction that we have with a human being, uh, we will leave them either better or worse. Um, and, and my encouragement to you is when you become more conscious, you will leave a positive heart print where those around you are left better than they were yesterday. So that's my encouragement to you. Awesome, man. Well, Thanks, thank man. you so much. Thanks, brother. Um, guys, yeah, like in, in the links down below, we're going to have Always Better Than Yesterday community. Uh, hopefully you can see Ryan's uh, top right there. Okay, go and, go and check that out. And um, thank you so much for watching. And for more after today's show, be sure to head on over to raisingconsciousness.show to get all of the show notes, transcriptions, videos for each episode, and a hell of a lot more. And if you got value from this episode, found it insightful, or learned a thing or two, please leave a review where you can let everyone know that this show is worth checking out. I appreciate you so much. You'll be hearing from me in the next episode.